This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This is Red on Red, a brand new podcast about new music in Cork every week on redfm.ie. My name is Mike McGrath Bryan, and for our premiere episode, we take a look at next week's Quarter Block Party Festival.
Waterford Shoegazer's Percolator there with Crab Supernova, taken from their 2017 album Sestra. And before them were fellow Dacia Psych heads O Emperor with 2015 single Switchblade. Both artists were among the first announcements for this year's Quarter Block Party Festival with O Emperor headlining on Friday and Percolator playing on Saturday. You're listening to Red on Red and this week we're taking a look at the music of Quarter Block Party taking place from the 2nd to the 4th of February along Cork's historic spine of North and South Main Streets. For further information on tickets, showtimes and venues, please point your browser at quarterblockparty.com or check them out on all your socials. Over the course of the show, we'll have music from artists appearing at the festival across a wide range of genres, from songwriters like Andy Wilson and Cal Folger Day, to altogether heavier propositions like God Alone and Hawk Bastard. We'll also have a chat with some of Quarter Block Party's curators and performers about the festival and the story behind it. But before any of that, we turn our attention to Rory Francis O'Brien, with a tune called Burning White Dove, and Dublin five-piece Tamton Felix with Were You There When They Crucified the Birthday Boy? Tamden and Felix have been on the comeback trail in recent months after a prolonged silence followed critically acclaimed debut EP Comma. Praise from The Enemy and The Guardian was judged to be a little much so early on in the band's tenure, so they quickly went to ground to recoup and emerged recently with a new focus and this new single.
burning white Your pale light Burning white dove Pull my Thanks very much. Rory Francis O'Brien there, best known as the guitarist of Kerry Bog Metalers 10 Past 7. O'Brien has, in recent years, cultivated a distinguished body of work of his own, playing on the dynamic power of space and quiet in his minimalist take on folk music. What a Block Party brings us a nowadays rare live appearance from the man himself on a Friday night, and that was a live recording from Fred Zeppelin's in 2013 of a tune of his called Burning White Dove. We go now to a pair of cork bands with their heads firmly in the clouds. Both Damsel and the Sunshine Factory share a great indebtedness to dreamier sonic climbs. While the Sunshine Factory wear their debts to the like of My Bloody Valentine on their sleeve in singles like Cruelest Animal, Damsel, playing on the Sunday a quarter block and led by corkman Luke O'Neill, invests his folkish, pop-inflected leanings with a shoegazy haziness across his debut EP. From that effort, this is a signal sent, here on Red on Red. Watching the surface gather dust Eating my breakfast alone Alive at dusk Oh, but the kitchen is cold That warrants lust For your company Take out the times I hesitate Take out the times that I let the wheels deflate I sit there watching the sun As it equates down to nothing
fusing shoegaze with the haze of psychedelic rock, that's the Sunshine Factory here on Red on Red. Their single Cruelest Animal is the title track to their debut EP, available online now on SoundCloud and other outlets. They're playing Quarterblock on Friday, and for more info on the venue and showtimes, check out quarterblockparty.com. Electronic music is also represented prominently on the billing of Quarterblock this year, from beatsier doings to sound art and live performance. Coming up, we have Bad Bones with you. But first, Davy Kyo, a Dublin electronic composer coming to Quarterblock Party, keeping one eye on rock and roll's intangibles and the other on forward-thinking sonic elements. From his debut EP, Short Passing Game, this is an excerpt from Storm Desmond. Thank you. 
Sal Stapleton, a.k.a. Bad Bones, with you. Bad Bones brings a more rambunctious presence to Quarter Block Party's lineup on Saturday. At once fearlessly experimental and innately accessible, Bad Bones has come in for huge critical praise for her tracks posted online so far, including the effusive backing of the likes of Una Malali at the Irish Times. 
And on the matter of rambunctiousness, we have a pair of rock propositions that also lend a world of female energy and a wall of noise to the quarter block party festivities. All teenage four-piece pow pig make the journey to Cork from a verdant and vital Limerick DIY scene, while Dublin outfit pillow queens not only throw in the full weight of their rage and anxiety into noisy Sturmundrang stonics, but do so in unapologetic Dublin accents. This is Pillow Queens with Rats. Life at a party, out of body, got hands in your heart, hearts in your heart. Very certain, I'm important, I've been a leg in your jaw.
Red on Red podcast with Mike McGrath-Brine on redfm.ie. That's Limrocker's Pow Pig with Blue Man Child here on Red on Red. That's taken from their Denture Adventure EP, available now for free download from their online outlets. Their sound reaches us via producer Andy Connolly's endlessly busy Music Generation Limerick Centre, with mixing overseen by Limrock legend Steve Ryan. We venture quietly back on our journey through Quarter Block Party's lineup to a pair of Cork-based singer-songwriters that have had an impact on the Cork scene in recent times. We'll hear from Andy Wilson and the lads in just a brief moment and discuss their role in the city's music scene. But first, also hailing from Limerick but making her home in Cork City, Elaine Malone's blend of songwriting new and stark lyrical imagery has seen her become a staple of independent gigs in the city, as demonstrated here in a song about the Anne Lovett case of the 1980s. This is Elaine Malone with No Blood. Can't tell anyone 
Andy Wilson and Accomplices with I'll Be Yours here on Red on Red. Andy and the lads will be playing Quarter Block Party on the Saturday, while Elaine Malone, before him just there, plays on the Friday night. Collectives and joint endeavour are a recurring theme in Cork music. Andy Wilson is at the centre of a very busy group of musicians and poets called the Dead Pigeon Club, operating in the city centre, while Quarter Block Party itself is very much a joint effort. We'll have a discussion shortly with festival curators Keelan Sherlock and Ashling O'Reardon, as well as some of the artists performing at the festival. There'll also be talks and workshops on music collectives on the weekend, courtesy of Cork Loves Music, featuring members of Hip Hopper's Cutting Heads Collective, audiovisual group Feel Good Lost, and Arts Council-funded advocacy body First Music Contact. Check out Cork Loves Music on social media for more info. Now we've explored a great range of sound throughout the show and indeed the Quarter Block Party lineup. we'd be remiss to leave out some of the heavier business happening throughout the weekend. Cork's metal and hardcore scene is the city's great survivor, overcoming an almost continual turnover of venues and spaces owing to sheer community effort on the part of the city's metalheads. On the Quarter Block Party lineup are two Corkonian outfits delivering homegrown heft. While still only in their late teens, God Alone exhibit a frankly frightening musical maturity, taking in shoegaze, black metal and wider influences, while Hawk Bastard, though a relatively rare live proposition, have brought their doomy overtones on stage in support of the likes of Dubliner's Wild Rocket. This tune of theirs is called Avalon, or to give it its full title, Avalon, open bracket, the outlaws of Nagor and the search for the utopian dream, close bracket.
God Alone with Sowen, taken from their Intervim EP. God Alone are a young five-piece that carry on Cork Metal's canon, taking their name from a song by Leaside Black Metalers' Altar of Plagues. Recorded and produced entirely in the Cork YMCA of all places, downstairs in their ground floor facility. It's a wonderful place for young musicians to access practice and recording time, play gigs and generally foster a sense of community among themselves, ahead of being able to hit the road in earnest. Rona McCann of Postpunk's Annie Joy overseeing production there. American singer-songwriter Cal Falger Day is among the artists on the billing for quite a block party, coming down from her current home in Dublin to play on the Friday. We'll have music of hers in a moment, but first, an alt-rock band with one foot in Cork and the other in the quietly busy music territory of Tipperary. Pale Rivers have been doing the business up and down the country since coming together, including festival appearances at Electric Picnic, Hardworking Class Heroes and Whelan's One to Watch, as well as reams of critical praise for their streak of singles over the last two years. Here's their most recent. This is Pale Rivers with my own comeback on Red on Red.
Playing the Friday night at quarter block party. That's Dublin-based singer-songwriter Cal Fogger Day with Rockin' Chair. Taken from her 2016 singles EP that does what it says in the tin. A compendium of standalone tracks recorded in Dublin that year. They best exemplify Day's sense of humour, residing as it does underneath layers of distortion and melody in the best of DIY traditions. As the show records, we're now a little under three weeks to go to Quarter Block Party, a time of great anticipation in the Cork scene, but also one of stress and a million and one little processes to undergo for its curators. We got two of the festival's curators, Ashling O'Riordan and Keelan Sherlock, for chats after a photo shoot on North Main Street, retiring to Plugged Records upstairs in the Roundy. We were joined by artists Elaine Malone and Anamika Bishop as the four of them discussed the festival's roots, the programme and their thoughts heading into it. And we're joined by the curators, or two of the curators, of Quarter Block Party in Ashling O'Riordan. Hello. And Keelan Sherlock. Hello. We're also joined by two of the artists performing over the course of the weekend, Elaine Malone. Hi. And Anamika Bishop. Hi. Like, Quarter Block has quite the story behind it. Uh, obviously in Keelan and Ashling's own work with uh, Southern Hospitality Board, but also in the quarter, all dares that ran in the Triscoll in the run-up to the event being established. Um, Do you want to kind of go in a little bit of detail into kind of the roots of Quarter Block Party, into your work together with Southern Hospitality and with the quarter all dares? Yeah. Will I do some quarter and you can do some Southern Hospitality? Sure. Uh, So quarter started about six years ago, maybe even seven. Oh my God, seven years ago. And it started as a little basement project on Camden Quay, and the idea was to make a sort of an incubator for artists. It was a three-month project, and it went quite well, but by the time the three months were ending, it was only starting to kind of have a fluid feeling to it. And so we we did a little festival at the very end in a basement that held like 40 people. And at the time, I remember being like, we'll laugh about this, and uh, I'm still not laughing. <laughs> but it was like having rock bands in a little basement with a house above it, and they were complaining the whole time. It was very stressful. But there's, there was the very beginnings of some kind of weekend thing where people came together. And after that, we decided that really what the what, we were always felt like we were solving problems. The real problem was that there was nowhere to showcase young, new artists that were doing something completely that wouldn't fit into a bar, pretty much, or or a club. Or so we made this kind of like. Uh, every three months arts festival that only lasted one day and it was very much about like supporting people who are at the very start of their journey or career or something <clears throat> and again that went quite well and, and started to get a bit of a following and just by the time we finished it it, it was starting to have a name for itself and a, a fluid motion and so we finished that project and then, and then we said well, none of those things were crazy enough let's <laughs> go bigger again and that's how Quarter Block Party started and then in the meantime, me and Ashling had started a different thing, which was the Southern Hospitality Board. Yeah, so in, outside of all that as well, we were both working in the pavilion, and then it closed down in July of 2014, and there was a couple of gigs left over that didn't have any homes, and I was very drunk that night, but also quite sensible, and maybe not too sensible, <laughs> uh, and said that I wanted to put them on and Keelan was there and he was like I'll do that with you and then that was kind of the birth of Southern Hospitality Board so for what like three three two and a half years two and a half years yeah we put on uh, loads of gigs around the city and we uh, we started off with uh, Jimmy when he was in the Triscoll 
who's great and brilliant. <laughs> Jimmy may or may not be president. Uh, and he was very good at supportive towards us and gave us uh, a home in the TDC for the first couple of shows we did. And then after that, we kind of expanded out and used different spaces like Mother Jones Flea Market, uh, the Kino. Um, where else? Where else were we? The Sextant. We did a. Oh, yeah. We had a show with Mind Design, a hip hop artist from LA, and that was on the like weekend of the marriage referendum. Mm-hmm. It was a big felt very celebratory so when when he arrived into the country we uh we we kind of warned him that it was either going to be the best day or the the worst day yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was going to be a day of celebration or a day of oh, wow. yeah we'd just dance the sadness away um it was a great yeah. gig yeah. we did stuff in cypress avenue also we had uh, like one of our idols peanut butter wolf came over and dj'd with breakbeat lou we both went for pizza that was the weirdest pizza I've ever yeah, had. Having pizza life. with your idol is a strange, strange position. And he was just kind of like, kind of t- taking us in for the whole time, which is quite, uh, mm. quite uh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, then through at the very start of Southern Hospitality Board, uh, Esther, who is involved in makeshift ensemble, approached me and Keelan both separately, and then asked us to kind of help with this this festival that she had funding for. The three of us, along with Rory Donovan, who's the live art programmer, uh, came up with Square Back Party, and then we just kind of kept happening after that. <laughs> yeah. Here we are, it's just still happening. Still happening, we're still here. This year's lineup was really diverse when we're talking about programming. Um, Elaine and Anamika, you're on the billing yourselves, of course. Um, what are your thoughts on the lineup this year on, and, and on how the festival is really shaping up? I'm so excited to see our Emperor again. It's been <laughs> so long. I'm just like really excited by that, you know. Um, I'm just like really delighted to be involved as well. And because myself, Ashley and Anamika, Elaine Howley and Eilish Collins are all playing on the Saturday as well with Hicks. So that's really exciting. Um, and we're in St. Peter's, which is a beautiful venue. And like seeing music in that space is just transformative, you know. It's like a really beautiful space. I may or may not be... There, I'm going to do my best. But. <laughs> yeah, I haven't properly, uh, haven't kind of um, looked at the the lineup in full yet. But definitely, what I've seen so far looks really exciting. Def- and I remember last year, I hadn't been in court for long when um, quarter block uh, happened in court, and it was a really good weekend to be in court. Amazing, actually. I really love that. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not completely focused on music we have a lot of festivals um, especially those kind of weekend long festivals uh, are quite music dominant but um, with quarter block there's kind of quite a lot of other art forms uh, yeah it's really diverse it's amazing actually hmm. I had a brilliant weekend so I'm really looking forward to this one this year um, and yeah I'm really delighted to be part of it as well it's really exciting this is the fourth year of the festival now and uh, obviously like while it's still a very forward-thinking festival, there's obviously an element of kind of having settled into your groove a little bit, having built relationships with mm. various venues and uh, having developed somewhat of a name for itself. What challenges uh, presented uh, themselves this year in curating the event and in assembling a lineup? How long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast can go all day. Um, what challenges? I guess I mean it's sort of well documented at the stage. It's quite. The venue situation in Cork is kind of funny. It's hard to get like, um, and also because we're in North Main Street, we're not all city wide. So North Main Street has a very 
small version of different venues. St. Peter's is a, is a beautiful venue, but it's not rigged out for theatre or music. And so we have to make a venue. Um, the same with some of the nightclubs that we use. They're nightclubs, they're not music venues or theatre venues. So we have to like rig them um, and make sure they're safe and make sure they also look nice and exciting for people. So it's, I guess it's like the biggest challenge is this challenge as each year is to make a normal street feel like a festival for three days and not just like we've planked ourselves and mm. onto the street. I think as well this year I found like doing the, the music programming, uh, I just was doubting myself a lot more than other years and I don't know where that came from because like I suppose in the other the other years we've done the festival in my seven kilo and I've been putting on gigs all throughout the year so my head was just in that zone whereas like mm. we've taken a year off so I just found like approaching I just kind of doubted I was just like oh <coughs> this oh there needs to be more the, oh this person won't do this for the, you know so I kind you of you also want to like represent each genre you don't want to like yeah. forget people mm. um, and sometimes I feel like in Cork there's like a really there's a really like jump in hip hop acts and you're like oh great and this year we were kind of looking around for people we hadn't had in the festival mm. before that were hip hop and it was really hard we actually kind of used most of them up yeah. and so each and also there's just a changing uh, landscape of artists mm. there's a lot more bands in this year than than maybe the previous two years. Yeah, and it just it's not any intention or we're not we're never like we're not booking that person. We actually don't we have a a very like loose booking policy mm. in general. You There's know. no genre to it at all. No, 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 no. And we just kind of go with what our gut tells us at the time. But uh, my gut was not feeling <laughs> good a few months ago there mm. when I was trying to like I just kept looking at it and being like, there's something missing, there's something missing to much to Keelan's I think annoyance. when you're looking at like a, an Excel sheet yeah. instead of a poster, yeah. things don't look as exciting on the Excel sheet. Yeah. And then the poster comes in and you think, oh, that's such a great lineup. Yeah, I love you're looking at, we do yeah. a shout out to Shane O'Neill as well. Like, yeah, mm, we have a, a new graphic designer this year, so people will see it on social media. Mm. Really cool stuff, really it's, happy. It's very good, he gets it. Mm-hmm. It is, as you mentioned, a lot more eclectic uh, of a lineup this year. Not the previous lineups haven't been eclectic, but rather that this one kind of took form almost mm. organically. Uh, but just something that I was going to mention in advance was that um, a lot of bands that are booked, especially local bands, uh, are a lot less kind of commonly gigging. Like you wouldn't see Hawk Bastard out gigging for, mm. for, for a whole bunch, for example. Um, did that kind of happen by itself, or was it just kind of... Phil emailed us. Phil Langero was just such a brilliant person and he emailed and I remember like I sat next to Keel and I was like Phil Langero emailed us and wants to play the festival so mm. um, that also was... Los Langeros were my favourite band yeah. when I was a teenager they were like they were the first Cork band I ever saw that were like wild and I was like oh you can do that I didn't know you were like yeah. I thought you had to be cool all the time <laughs> they were just like wrecking stuff um, yeah I think um, I don't know I just think that a lot of the time we kind of look at what what bands we'd like to see like even like someone it's funny like we were, I was saying it the other day like we put on Crevice last year in the in St. Peter's and it was just absolutely beautiful show mm. but then like they it would have made way, made way more sense to put them on this year because they've just released an album but um, that's not the way my brain works so I kind of I kind of like that because I think even with a whimper when we approached them they were kind of like they kind of had been sitting on a lot of stuff and apparently they're going to be releasing stuff. If you're listening, Wimper, release, please. Release <laughs> some stuff so we can all hear it. But, you know, it was like for them and I think for maybe some other groups as well, it's like a, a bit of a, an incentive, you know, when they're doing it, they're like, okay, cool, let's, let's do stuff again, which is 
Exciting. It's also the start of the, it's like February is kind of the start of the year and when you ask people to play you're asking them at sort of the, at the end of the year as well. So they're getting the opportunity to like kick start their year with <coughs> a festival that might go on to build into other festivals or releases or stuff like that. So it's kind of just a nice way to and it's also very casual so it's a nice way to start your gigging year I think. Mm-hmm. Is it? <laughs> you guys? You guys you can t- you can say that. Okay. <laughs> Um, the guys are also in two different shows that are in the Triscoll Christchurch. Um, oh, you're not. You're playing with Hex. Um, um, in the Friary. In the Friary. So there's uh, two shows that are in the Triscoll Christchurch. There's Slumber and Radio Manaw, and they're both midnight shows. And they're going to be really special, I think, because it's our first time in the Triscoll Christchurch. And Anamika is playing with David Kitt, and Nick Garish is a dancer on Saturday night. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. And uh, on Friday night is Radio Manaw, which is... Uh, Eight, well, I was going to say one Irish and seven very local, so like Irish and local artists. Um, oh no, sorry, there's seven of them, seven female artists uh, who are collaborating the week of the festival and then are going to perform um, on Friday night at midnight. So it's going to be very special and also very in the edge because it's only a week long of work. So who knows what's going to happen? Sweet. But things that are going to happen um, is that obviously alongside a very strong music program traditionally, uh, Quarter Block has always featured a very strong dance um, lineup. And this year is no different. Shows like Gero Minos and Him, uh, Hyperfruit, um, and uh, the dance workshop. Um, yeah, Gero Minos and Him are doing a dance workshop during the weekend. Um, I suppose, really, what's the process? Or just having seen the other lads at work, bringing uh, dancing? with with bringing dance in, with getting in contact with specific artists, and um, well, we have a really good relationship with Frack and Crane, who are like in Ireland. Um, they're one of very few specialised dance venues, so having that close to North Main Street is is a really great opportunity. And the fact that they've come on board so much as we plan on, um, it would be a waste not to use such a great space. Um, our one of Rory O'Donovan, who's our one of our live art programmers, is a artist himself, and he's a choreographer. And so, I guess the most amount of shows he goes to see are dance, and the most amount of people he meets are dancers. So he gets a chance to see some of the best work in Europe. And I think maybe it's something that's not quite known by Quarter Block Party, but we have some of the most world class and European dance each year, and we always have had. Um, and I guess maybe it's easier to sell music than dance, but it's kind of a great thing that if people are interested in uh, live art or performance or something a little bit different, mm-hmm. there's a great opportunity to come see dance shows that you're probably not going to get to see in Ireland ever. Really. Yeah, I think as well it's, it's a good thing like, if you're coming to Quarter Block Party for <clears throat> a certain band to like take a chance on one of those shows that you're, you know, just have a read off the programme and see see if anything takes your fancy because there should be, there should yeah. be that you'll definitely find something that's completely different to what your interests are you should go see Hyperfruit okay. mm-hmm. that's going to be incredible so is Gero Minos and him but I'm really excited we've moved, we've moved our dance venue because the Firkin Crane is in renovations at the moment so the Kino is going to be a sort of a makeshift oh, well. uh, dance venue for the weekend and the Kino just opened uh, its doors again under new ownership and it's a really nice cafe so it's going to be really exciting to see that transform into uh, yeah, like pretty much a, a rough and tumble kind of dance venue for two nights. Mm-hmm. Quarter Block has also had a very strong um, track record of events that involve public engagement. Uh, stuff happening this year now, like the sing-along social, uh, the radical banner-making class, uh, Cork Loves Music, etc. 
Um, public engagement events have always been a very strong and a very outward-facing part of the block party, part of its public remit, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose, what's the thought process behind uh, engaging with the public in the spaces that North and South Main Street provides? Uh, well, for me, like North Main Street and Shandon Street and South Main Street, they have like a really rich history in Cork. And that's the reason we focused our attention there. And a lot of the stories and a lot of the history comes from the people of those streets. It just didn't really make any sense to try make an arts festival that didn't involve or include people that lived or worked on the street. It felt a bit not genuine to kind of just say we're putting all these artists here and you can kind of like it or lump it. And so it's been like a long process with the businesses. Um, of course, some of them are more interested in arts and others and some see the benefit. But over the four years, people have really come around to the idea of what we're doing and giving North Main Street an identity to do with the, with the arts and cultural. And sometimes I work with the, Cork, the Traders Association and they, they've really come around in the, in the four years to like, oh, we just have to make Cork, uh, North Main Street the, the cultural part of Cork, which I think it really is becoming with uh, um, St. Peter's. When it changed from the vision center, it became sort of a, a heritage center, and now there's like there's exhibitions there full time, and there's live art, and, and also the Cork um, Mad About Cork guys are always doing um, like they're doing up the street and they're doing graffiti and really getting involved in Cork City Council. So there's a lot really happening then, and I'm, I'm pointing at the area because I'm looking at it right now, but down the north North Main Street, kind of uh, the marshland area of the city, um, and so for us it's it's a the whole point is to celebrate that part of the city and make the conversation include the traders and the residents and anyone who has anything to do with the history of the street, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, really, um, the kind of last question regarding North and South Main Street. Uh, obviously, Keelan, you, um, you alluded to relationships with traders. Mm -hmm. um, four years into the festival's run now, um, have you seen, I suppose, the tangible difference that it's made to the area? What kind of feedback have you received? Um, in general, what are your feelings on how the area reacts to or responds to? I think I think it's it's nice, like, because when we when we first started the St Peter's with Cork Vision Centre, and it was great to see. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it was us being in there because I think that was in the works for a long time, but it's great to see that kind of that space transform over the couple of years mm. and be something really open and kind of welcoming to people again you know mm. and as you're saying it's just like such a, a, a resource for the history of the city um, as far as the traders and the business people like there's been some people who were immediately on board with what we were doing and some people who've come on board slowly uh, we've got really good relationships with some of the with the businesses and there's a lot of new businesses on the street mm. and I found that those people are really excited about what we're doing uh, there's a new barbers there, there's a new cafe right next to the gates in And so those people knew about us when they arrived on the street. That was kind of exciting. It was all because of us that they <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's a really it's a really um I wanna say obscure kind of street, but very like special because there's no chain restaurants or chain cafes on that street it's all family owned yeah. and so the, it's a lot easier to have conversations with people there and management mm. and and find out what their 
you know, you're not emailing someone to find out, like, hey, what do you think of our, fe- of our festival that we're doing? They'll come to you and they'll tell you and they'll say, I think you should really, you should really get a bit more of this happening on the street. That's a really good relationship. Mm. So I can only imagine um, it getting stronger if, if we last on North Main Street. Yeah. What are everybody's thoughts heading into it? Fear. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'm like, we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot to do, but we're actually, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. I'm excited. I, I'm starting to feel the excitement of it now. It's feeling real, um, especially like, because I'm, I'm working as the producer for the Radio Mano event. So that for me is a really exciting thing because it's uh, a role I haven't really done before in such a creative capacity. So uh, it's nice this year to have a kind of a creative input into the festival as well as uh, an organisational one. So... Yeah, that's like really um, mm. to lie out myself a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. I'm actually about to head off to Dublin uh, in about half an hour to go rehearse with two people I'm collaborating with for my performance, which is uh, Brian McLean and Matthew Jacobson. Uh, Brian I often perform with, but Matthew is a drummer who I've recently met. Uh, yeah, incredible. So I'm looking forward to perform with them together for the first time. I guess, as you can hear, my brain is too mush right now to know what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm really excited for the weekend to arrive because it's all very busy on the run-up to it. And so I guess the whole point of putting on a festival is that you get to enjoy artists coming to Cork and seeing people dance and sing and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel very happy to be able to perform twice over the weekend and it's been a really good push for me to get... So my recordings is like finished and polished so that on the Friday that I can release my first single, which is really exciting. How are you? Nice. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. Right Exclusive here. on yeah. the Red FM podcast. You made alone. You're here first. Yeah, so that was a big, a big um, motivator and it was a really nice way to start the year with that in mind. Cause I, didn't, I didn't have time to sit down. So I was like, yeah, go, do it. Mm. So I'm delighted. The tone is all set then for a quarter block party happening next weekend, February 2nd to 4th on Cork's historic spine, North and South Main Street. At time of recording, specific times and venues are to be announced. So for all of the info on who's on where and when, please check out quarterblockparty.com and check them out on social media. Tickets are on sale now from muticket.ie, both for the festival overall and for specific shows, such as comedian Alison Spittle and psych rockers O Emperor. That's muticket.ie for more info and tickets. That's also a wrap for our very first episode of Red on Red here at redfm.ie. We'll be back next week with new music, a look at the weekend's gigs, and a chat with Declan Sinnott of noisemakers Shiri Gira ahead of their upcoming gig at the Spalpeen Faunach. Special thanks go to Jimmy Horgan at Plugged Records for letting us crash his gaff at short notice for the interview, to beatmaker Gaptooth for allowing us to use beats from his Motorola tape for our ambient music, and to Mac, Killian, Alan and Stevie G here at Red FM Studios for their help and support with getting this off the ground. To play us off, here's a track from Anamika ahead of her appearance on Saturday of Quarter Block Party. This is My Lag and Love. We'll talk to you next week.
is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie.
So for further information on tickets, show times, and venues, please point your browser at quarterblatterbrrr. from LA and that was on the like weekend of the marriage referendum mm. and big it felt very celebratory. Yeah the poor boy like when oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving along. So when when he arrived into the country we uh, we we kind of warned him that if